you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. What's up, good people? It's your boy, The Builder, back with another episode of The Builder Destroy Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to get into something pretty pretty interesting. And that's uh, strategies and dynamics, uh, specifically dealing with uh, transitions between bull markets and bear markets. And just a few, uh, you know, psychological tips and tricks and things that you can you know do to prepare yourself when these things inevitably do happen because the market as you know is ebb and flow so let's get into it today now why is this such a crazy um way of looking at things for a lot of people a lot of people have a, a stigma when it comes to this because like everybody loves the stock market when it's green Everybody loves the stock market when it's when it's bullish and like everything's going up hundreds of percent all over, right? And like like I said, like that between the meme craze, COVID, the the Federal Reserve pumping trillions of dollars into the market, uh, you know, over the course basically over the course of one year, um, that was a major major I'm not gonna say once in a lifetime opportunity because there's been there's been plenty of bull runs and the dot-com bubble and there's been the, the marijuana the marijuana um, boom the marijuana bull run like there's always going to be these types of events that happen and what a lot of people I feel like a lot of people do is they forget they don't they don't study history they don't rem- I don't know if like people's memories are just shot but or whatever but like I really feel like people have a hard time. They have a difficult time um, remembering like certain key events that transpired. Even if it was a few years ago, it's like they have a haze or something. I don't know what it is, but like, I, I just know for me personally, like I've always had to, I've always been blessed with a good memory. I've always been able to like remember things and and I'm a, uh, I'm a student. I love learning. So it's like, when it comes to financials and like the financial markets and stuff, like I, I, I like being a student because it always changes. So like if I'm always in a mind frame of a, of a student, meaning I'm always in a, in a learning uh, posture, then when something changes or pivots on a dime or when a, a new rule comes out, I'm not butthurt by it. I'm not pissed off by it. I'm not throwing my hands up and bitching and moaning like like the market owes me something. Like no, like the like we know the market's rigged. Let's get that out the way. The market, yeah, the market's rigged. But everything else is rigged. Like how how else do you explain a, a Big Mac uh, being priced at one price three hundred sixty five days ago, 
And then 366 days later, it's literally almost double the price out of thin air. And they say, oh, and they, and they just throw a word out and just say, oh, it's because of inflation. The burger is still the same. The volume of meat is still the same. The bread is still the same. If not smaller, the toppings are the same. If not less, like the burger is probably, I'll probably say a third smaller than it was back in the 90s. And yet it costs triple the amount. And people and people go for it. Like they think like all this shit would go away tomorrow if everybody just was strong enough to say no. But people like the financial markets. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to my point. But just like the point I'm trying to make is like it's like consumerism is a con, is a condition. Like we're not we're not meant to wake up and just consume. We're not meant to wake up and just eat and and just pissing shit over everything like wild animals. Like we're supposed to try to like create. They were creative. That's one thing we have over a over a, a base animal. Like a human can create. You can you can literally take things out of nature and you can recreate it and you can turn it into something else. You can you can literally chop down a tree and make a table out of it. Like that's how cool it is to be human compared to like a, a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear can't do nothing but eat you and maul you to death and then go sleep in the cave and hibernate and then wake up and do it all over again and go find something else to eat. That's all, And that's all the bear is gonna do until the bear dies. Like, but humans don't, humans have a privileged, you know, way above base animals. Like. So when it comes to like bear markets and like bull markets, like I'm, I'm still kind of weirded out by the fact that people aren't more readily prepared, even if they're not prepared financially, because, you know, shit happens, right? It's not like people just have money squirreled away, stashed away, ready to go. But what I'm saying is like psychologically, I don't I think if people were more psychologically in tune with the game, with the overall game of the market, not just focus on their particular stock that they like trading or or focus on their particular uh, sector of the market that they like trading or investing in. Like if people could get out of that compartmentalization uh, style of thinking and like be more, be more broad minded and, and as far as like taking the whole entire game then you can then you can redirect your energy in, into a singular you know avenue once you got a full understanding of what's what's going on that's like it's like walking outside and not and not checking the weather before you walk outside or being totally oblivious of the weather or to take it a step further than that being being totally oblivious of what season you're in that's like going outside in shorts and flip-flops in the middle of February on the East Coast. But the reason, only reason you walking around in a t-shirt and flip-flops and, 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 and cargo shorts or some shit when it's 20 degrees outside and everybody else has like uh, pea coats on and wool coats and like heavy stuff and like they're dressing appropriately, you're the one out there freezing. People gonna look at you crazy like you dude you didn't know like it was cold out here and you're like no i didn't i had no idea and they're like well how did you how can you have no idea like you didn't check the weather well no i i don't i don't watch the weather i don't care about that all i care about is whatever the temperature is in my own home that's basically how you sound when you refuse to like take in the market in its entirety like 
that's like you go to the supermarket or the, or wherever you shop for groceries or whatever. You might have a list made or you might have an idea of what you're going to get. So in your mind, you're like, I'm going to pull up to the store. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to ignore all this other shit that I see. And I'm going to grab the specific items that I want. And I'm going to leave. Everybody has that that mentality going into the situation. But what you didn't factor in was you went to the store hungry. Maybe you didn't eat anything all day. So now your, your brain isn't working correctly because you're surrounded by food all of a sudden. And you're trying to perform a specific task but you're trying on one hand you're trying to ignore the, your surroundings but you can't because it's in your face and it's like i want people to really understand going into 2024 man because it's a lot of money and it's a lot of potential and it's a lot of great opportunities that's going to be provided for a lot of us in 2024 and i know for fact i'm taking advantage of it and I'm going to jump on opportunities and I want to have a tremendous success, but I want a lot of other people to get this through their head, man. A lot of shit that, that, that they're going to throw out next year is just, it's a lot of it is distraction. A lot of it is fluff. And a, but a lot of it, most of all, does dictate the markets because sentiment ever since, um, ever since Biden won the presidential election, the sentiment is like, blown to smithereens like the market doesn't make sense but it does the fact that it doesn't make sense that's what makes sense like if you look if you just look at it that way if you look at if you can look at a, you know this 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 administration's basically uh financial uh health as far as like the market is concerned like like did the market do good why this person was in office or did the market do bad like just look at it that way just keep it real baseline like that this isn't about uh having some type of loyalty or some political affiliation loyalty or not this is just calling a spade a spade and just looking at it brass baseline the brass tax and saying okay after these events transpired was it good or was it bad after these events happened did things get better or get worse like that that's all you have to do Look, and then look what's happening. Like you got the BRICS situation, the BRICS versus the G7. Central banks are buying up gold at record numbers. Gold just hit a record high of like 21, I think it was like 2145 almost. It was like oh, damn near pushing towards 2200 uh, a week ago, last week. So, and, and you know, you, th they can't stop this inflation. The dollar's collapsing and it's all by design they want to bring in the digital currency you have all these other nations coming out of the woodwork doing these cbdc pilots they're running these pilots they call them pilots but basically it's just a it's a beta it's a beta test instead because if they called it a beta test that would basically everybody's bunny ears would go up around the world and they would say wait a minute a beta test is just one step away from like something being official. So instead of calling it a beta test because they understand language, they'll just they just say it's a pilot. Because people understand that a pilot is like a TV show. Like a pilot can be just something that's an experiment and then it could get canceled. So just by changing up the lingo, it 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 brings a certain relaxation of people's nervous system as opposed to calling it a beta test. If they called it a beta test, then people would be more on alert and, and they would be more aggressive. Uh, maybe in their questioning, they'd be more aggressive in, you know, what is this all about? But how does this relate to 
the bear market and bull market philosophy that I originally started with this video. Well, just like all those other examples I gave, it all comes down to human conditioning and the human psyche. I've been saying this since episode one, it all, it, your only opponent is self. The only person that's standing in your way is you. The only person keeping you from learning something is you. The only person from stopping you is you. Like, nope, like people act like it's somebody stopping them. Like, oh my God, the mar it's like the market, bro. The market is just a game. The rules change often and frequent. Um, there's a lot of bad actors on the bottom and on the top. Uh, and if you you can you, your best bet is to is to try to move through the market with and, and keeps and keep your level of morality about you. Um, my suggestion: um, keep 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 your moral compass you know in front of you at all times so that you don't get drugged into these dark cesspool ways of thinking. Uh, these this victim mindset. Because the thing about it is this, during a bear cycle, you're supposed to do what? All the shit is like, it's really in your face, right? Like a bear, if you look at bears, right? When they hibernate, what do they do? They accumulate a lot of food, right? And then they, they duck off into a cave for a, a, a period of time and they sleep. And, and the food that they eat, basically they get, they fatten themselves up and then they basically crash out. And that's like the resetting, the, the recharge period. Because remember, from the time that they're up, they're basically up eating and, and hunting and eating and hunting and eating and hunting. That's what they're doing. From the time they're 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 walking around, they're just they're carnivorous. They're just they're just they're just stalking shit and walking around and knocking trees over and you know, getting into fights with other bears and you know, and, and all type, they're just, that's what they're doing. Snatching salmon, going upstream, like that's what they do. But then it comes a time where they have to, even they have to die down and, and wind down. And that's kind of like how the market is. It's like the market, when it's bullish and it's red hot and everybody's having an orgy in the street and everybody's grabbing boobies and drinking beers and partying and it's, and everybody's slapping high five and everybody and everybody's has a smile on their face from ear to ear when they go to work and, uh, and, and it's just is a good time. Everybody's uh, eating good at home. Everybody's refrigerators full, gasoline tank full. Uh, concerts are, are being sold out. Uh, albums albums are being sold out by the millions. Uh, tour dates are being sold out. Restaurants are packed out. That's a sign of a good economy. That's a sign of things are, are going well. People have disposable income. They they have so much disposable income that they basically put the income back into the market. They can invest it. They might buy an extra house. They might buy an extra car. Like they might buy some toys. They might buy some jet skis. They might. That's what people do when they have extra money. That's what people do when people are in a good space, a good head space. That's when everything is bullish. When things are bullish and everything's going up for the most part, that's the most critical time to take profit. That's the most critical time where you want to take, where you want to take the biggest profit and it just so happens to be a certain time period where you can actually afford to let the, let the stock do what it do for a while. 
Because the market's so red hot, it's so it's bullish, and that means that is there's 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 liquidity that, and that means there's people. For every person that sells and leaves out of the club, there's another person coming into the club, bumping into them, ready to party. That's kind of how the market. When the market's red hot, it's like it's like the most popular club downtown that everybody wants to get into, but they can't because it's a line wrapped around the around the block. And and they and they and they always stay at capacity because it's always popping in there. It's always music, the best music. It has that's what bullish is. It's like basically a club that everybody want to party in. But then when it's bearish, bearish is like when somebody comes in the club and shoots that that mug up. Bearish is like when a fight breaks out and it spills out into the parking lot. Bearish is when somebody pulls the fire alarm as a prank. And all the sprinklers come on and get everybody wet and everybody has to clear the club out. Uh, bearish is when, you know, somebody sets a fire in the club, you know, and, and the fire department got to come out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, bearish is, is, you know, is when the club gets robbed or when the owner get robbed. It's like it's always some it's, it's like the, the bad part of life, the, 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 the ebb, the ebb and flow It's like, OK, you was flowing and now you got to come down and let the waters calm down. It's not always going to be a hurricane. It's not always going to be a typhoon. It's not always, the waters aren't always going to be raging and, and the waves aren't always going to be crashing. Sometimes it's going to be like boring, peaceful, peaceful and serene. Nothing's really going to be moving. The water isn't really going to be choppy. It's just going to kind of be even. It ain't really going to move to the right or to the left. It's just going to be kind of stagnant. That's what the bear market is. But the thing, but the thing about a bear market, I would that I would tell people is this, and I would get and I always give people this analogy. How easy is it to fish in a calm, peaceful, quiet stream or a brook or a or a lake, as opposed to trying to fish in the middle of a hurricane, or trying to fish in the middle of a I look at bullish is like almost like trying to fish in the middle of a storm or trying to fish or trying to catch fish in the middle of like spawning season. That's like you you go in, you get in a boat and then you find out where the salmon are going to spawn and then you go where they're going to spawn and then you basically sit in your boat with a net and then you hope to catch whatever fish are jumping and, and, and swimming downstream all fast. But at the same time, you're constantly surrounded by grizzly bears because they're trying to eat too. Because remember, bears are the ultimate swing trader, ultimate swing investor because they play both sides of the market. A bear is indiscriminate. A bear at its core is totally unbiased. That's why bears don't have emotions. That's why bulls typically get more emotional than bears do. Because a bear is a bear is about making money on both sides of the, of the play. A bear can play options. And that's why a lot of bears typically like options because they're it's easy to be negative against, you know, most companies, 99 percent of companies fail within the first seven years. That's a no. This is just business. So, like to say that you're bearish against this company or bearish against the market or bearish against this sector, you're kind of not wrong because like most businesses do fail. Most CEOs aren't capable. Uh, scandals happen. Uh, some people get into it just for a money grab. They're not really trying to do good business. Some people have good products and their products might pose a threat to a bigger existing entity. And 
that smaller company will never gain any real headway in the market. So what you see is a lot of companies will build up their port their, their product portfolio. They build up their customer base. They, 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 they'll build up a really outstanding product just to get bought out. So what you're, so a lot of times when it comes to investing in startups, the reason why startups are really hot, in my opinion, and they're the hottest and they're going to remain the hottest is because, because it's raw potential. You, the game, the name of the game is to find diamonds in the rough, something that potentially could lead to a buyout from a bigger player. Because let's just be honest, that's usually where it ultimately ends up. The bigger established legacy players are not about to sit here and share any space at the dinner table with some young hotshot upstart company that possibly could knock them out the box. They will they will much rather just buy all the IP off of the company and dissolve the company. And, you know, make make the management whole, make make whoever the angel investors that you know, whatever built the company up, make them whole, and then basically absorb the company into their company and keep it pushing. So a lot of times you can you can make money like that in a in a in a, in a bear market because everything is dirt cheap. If you if you if you don't don't look at it like oh man this sucks, I can't swing trade two or three plays per week or or per month and make my ten grand or whatever that I was making back in 2019 2020 2021. It's like, bro, the market is a little bit different right now. The, the weather is different. It's snowing outside, bro. It's snowing outside. You got to dress accordingly. You can't be walking. You can't be waking up with an attitude in the middle of February talking about, man, I can't wait for uh, September. Bro, it's not September yet. It's February. You have to dress accordingly for February. You can't be walking around here bitching in the morning about you, you can't wait for summer to get here. It ain't. It's not summer yet. You have to operate in whatever season you operating in, and that's what it is. It's like when it, when the market is bearish and shit is is, is going down, and, and everything looks like a falling knife, which it does, and everything's at rock bottom prices. Guess what? This that's this is why this is the best time to buy and accumulate. While you know while it's cheap, because the thing about it is this, right? It's either you gonna have you gonna have two types of people. You gonna have one person that's bitching and complaining. Because he bought it cheap and it didn't move fast enough, right? Or you're gonna have a person that is mad because they bought it at at the like let's say something is at two cent or four cent, but back during the pandemic or something, uh, it might have been like two dollars. But it's like, bro, you held it all the way to two cent. You didn't take any profit. And that's the thing, like take take something. Take something that you will be happy with accepting. If you if you and, and, and if and if and if the percentage game is throwing you off, because I know it's a lot of people look at shit like percentage. I count percentage stuff based on how much my initial investment was, but then again, the predicated upon my initial investment. I might not look at it based on, I might not look at my gains or losses based on percentage. I might look at it just based on whole numbers. I might want to look at it based on whole numbers. So I might look at it like, okay, I put $100 in, I'm trying to make 200. What does the stock have to go to for me to make another 100? And then, and that's, and then basically, 
depending on the volume, depending on the price action, I price my exit accordingly. I might I might do I might do 30%, 70%. I might do 50%, 50%, meaning that I might sell 50% and then hold the other 50 and wait and see what happens and then sell it later. I might sell 30% initially on the on the first initial pop and then hold the other 70% of my position. But that's predicated upon what I've invested. So if I invested a thousand dollars and I'm and now I'm up three thousand, meaning that I not only if I sold, meaning that if I sold currently, I would I would I would get my thousand back that I put in plus an extra two thousand and still have some shares left over. That's a win-win, bro. You got your money back, and you made something. You made something. You made something, bro. That's how you got to look at it. You made something. You A bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. So it's like you have to take what's in front of you when it when it's given to you, man. Like, Because the market is ruthless. The market don't care. Nobody cares, bro, at the end of the day. Nobody cares. I've had to learn harsh lessons. I've, lo I've lost a ton of bread being arrogant um, over my last 10 years. I can, I can name a bunch of times where I've lost tons of money being arrogant but i have a good relationship with money i have a good relationship with time so the type of money that i've lost would have probably drove, driven some people to suicide to be perfectly honest with you the amount of money that i've lost in the market but then the amount of money that i've gained in the market has also uh brought uh enemies because it's like well how how did you get this? And how come I'm not there? You know, it's that type of shit. So it's like, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, depending on how you look at it. I'm blessed. And I want you to be blessed. And the first step in blessing yourself is to like, have your own mind. Make up your own mind. Make being profitable your modus operandi. Meaning, don't try to go for, man, I'm gonna make 10,000 off of this. Bro, if you put a thousand of your own dollars in and the market hands you a hundred percent back, meaning that it gives you a thousand on your thousand, take the money, bro. Take the money. You put a thousand in, the market said, oh yeah, here you go. And then gave you an extra thousand, meaning that when you sell it, you get to take your money back out and you get, the, and you get an extra thousand for playing the game. Then just take the money, man. Because guess what now? Once you take the money, now guess what? Now you got $2,000. You did. You only had 1000 yesterday. Now you got 2000 So guess what? That 1000 that you started with, do the same thing over again. Instead of looking at it like, oh, man, I got 2000 Nope, you got 1000 again. Just rinse and repeat. Just rinse and repeat. Do it small until you get good at it. Build your confidence up with small wins, not big wins. Because usually big wins are like it, it, a lot of luck is involved. A lot of people don't want to admit that. A lot of luck, a lot of grace, a lot of divine timing. A lot of shit is involved when it comes to like huge uh, blessings, huge victories, huge, uh, you know, good things. You know, like things that are just like big, like on a big scale that, that gets dropped on your lap. Usually, you know... Uh, I'm not trying to sound holier than now, but a lot of a lot of it is divine 
timing and a lot of it is like universal shit coming together and a lot of star a lot of stars and planets and stuff have to come up come in and get aligned and, and be working in your favor but but a lot of times it's just work it's just like consistency work and just analyzing being analytical of the market when the bear market when it's a bear market that's when you buy that's the best that's the best time to buy because everything in the store is on clearance that's how you look at the bear market it's basically like black friday sale Everything is on sale, which which to a human being, because human beings have negativity bias. When you make something cheaper than it once was, then people automatically associate that meaning that it has lesser value. Not necessarily the case, but psychologically speaking, this is how the market plays on human human emotion and human psychology. Like it, it literally fucks with everybody's mental 24 seven and they don't even see it because a lot of people aren't surgical enough mentally to just take a step back and say okay what's really happening here what am I really looking at you know they, they're so caught up in you know person the personal part of it and making it personal that they let they let the actual game itself get away from them so like I said just to sum it up man like when it's when it's bullish that's the best time to take the most profit and the biggest profit and squirrel it away and wait because the inevitable bear market will follow Especially when shit is like super bullish, where it's like bullish for like years. And like, I mean, things are just like gravy and like everybody's eating good and and just like having fun and partying and, and, and everything's flowing like milk and honey. Just know some bullshit is like on the way. The same thing happened with, with Bitcoin in 2014-15 when it, when it pumped to like damn near 20,000. And uh, and then it was a, then it was a bear market right after that it crashed and then it was a bear market right after that. Whenever there's a huge pump, it, it's usually a crash right after that. I would say, based on the calculations, that higher thing going right now because we just started like another leg of a bull market, crypto bull market, in uh, in October of 2023. Like we just started the, the leg, the next leg. It's meaning that we're you know we're, we're starting to churn, to churn higher, right? I think we're gonna have a pretty good 2024. I think we're going to have a pretty good 2025 as far as like crypto because it's going to be so much chaos in the world. But I also got a feeling, also got a, a feeling that 2026 is crypto's probably going to take a hit for some reason. I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going what's gonna to pop off, but the next 14 months going to be interesting. So just keep your head on the swivel. Keep your eye on crypto. Keep your eye on gold commodities, in my opinion, because, like I said, just with, with the currency, with the cur with the current commodity war going on between the the BRICS nations and the G7 nations, and, and the currency war going on between the G7 and the, and the BRICS nations, then you got all the the the, the bio weapon stuff happening, and then you got the the, the the World Economic Forum doing their weird shit. You got genetically modified food. You got cloned food. They might start fucking with the water soon. It's like a lot of things can and will contribute to the market, especially when in the election year 2024, it's going to be a lot of weirdo shit going on to sway public opinion. So just know, just watch the markets because it, everything can, can trigger the market in one way or another. Like one sector can be dying, but another sector can be white, hot, red, red, hot on fire because of what's going on in the world. And where the money is flowing, just like with COVID, everything flew in, everything, all the money funnel got funneled into biomed, 
all the bio, every biomed play got some type of a bull run. Got some, it got some type of residual sympathy based on Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, and Moderna. Whatever. So since Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson were, were were red hot, every other uh, biomedical stock, uh, you know, it, it basically got put on steroids just by default because you know a rising rising tides lift all all ships that's that's how that's how it goes so just be be on the lookout for certain sectors that get lit up based on legislation like marijuana for example there's a lot of depression going on in the country since covid a lot of people been dying a lot of people dying suddenly a lot of vaccine injuries allegedly um uh, depression is at an all-time high. Suicide rate at an all-time high. Divorce rate at an all-time high. Like you don't think people are looking for any outlets, like alcohol. That's why alcohol ha- sales have been pretty steady. All things considered, because you know, just even during the depression, like people still wanted to, they wanted to drink, they want to escape. Same thing with drugs. That's why the fentanyl stuff is so so bad right now, because like people are looking for an escape. People are broke. People are living paycheck to paycheck. People are living credit card to credit card now. Um, a lot of people are overextended in their credit. A lot of people are taking out second mortgages. They're they're taking out reverse mortgages. They're doing a bunch of stuff just to stay afloat and, and maintain some semblance of life. The real estate market is is, is taking a hit. Uh, lawsuits going on. Like it's a lot of stuff affecting the market right now. Like this, all this shit makes the market bearish. Un- financial uncertainty makes people un- makes people uncertain and when people are uncertain they're not about to invest their money they're going to keep it close to their chest they're not about to put it into something even if it looks good they're not about to do it it's just not going to happen so bottom line this is psychological this is a psychological game you are playing at all times and please be mindful of that all right till next time peace Thanks for listening to the Build or Destroy podcast with your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch, and sign up to our email list. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. And as always, boss up instead of laying down.